Hello, New Jersey. Welcome to another edition of On the Record. Good day. It is Tuesday, January the 22nd, or as we like to call it around the newsroom, Oscar nomination day, the day that all the uh, speculation and uh, handicapping begins on who's going to win the Oscar come February 24th. And here to talk to us about it today is Jim Beckerman, entertainment reporter for The Record and our go-to guy for the Oscars. Well, I try to be. All right. Jim, uh, what jumps out at you this year when you look at the list of nominees? Well, I could say that Black Panther leapt out at me. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, Black Panther was interesting because it was a movie that got a huge amount of buzz, obviously, earlier in the year, and it was like a sort of a big cultural milestone for many reasons. But it, uh, toward the end, when the people were talking about like what movies were going to be nominated, there was a widespread speculation that Black Panther was going to be shut out. Now, why would that be? Well, for a couple of reasons. I mean, I think the main reason is that it's a comic book movie. And comic book movies tend not to be nominated for Oscars. In fact, I believe this is the first time that a a comic-based movie has been. And that's a huge thing because, obviously, this kind of movie is becoming increasingly part of our movie diet. But it's taken a while for Oscars to catch up with it. So that's, that's one thing. And I think, you know, this is sort of a larger issue here. Uh, should I get into all this? Yeah, let's do okay. it. Back in, I believe it was 2010, the Oscars actually uh, expanded the Best Picture category from five to a, uh, a maximum of ten nominees. I remember that. And, and they don't always do ten, right? No, they don't always do ten. I mean, typically I think it's eight or nine, but they can do as many as ten. But it used to be limited to five. The reason they expanded it, it was very for a very specific thing. There was a feeling that uh, most of the five uh, Oscar nominees every year were like these little boutique pictures, these little art house films that most people hadn't seen. And because most people hadn't seen it, there wasn't very much rooting interest in which one won, which meant that Oscar ratings, which had been going down for a while, the, the Oscar telecast ratings have really gone down. So there was this feeling that uh, if only they could expand the Best Picture category, include a couple of like big crowd pleasers as part of that, so that people sort of had a, a dog in the fight, uh, they'd be more likely to watch the uh, Oscar telecast. Or in this case, a panther in the fight. Uh, Yeah, well, exactly. Well, the funny thing is that they did expand the categories, but then the, uh, for some reason, the, the uh, Oscar voters continue to nominate these little pictures. So what you ended up is having like, you know, 10 boutique pictures instead of five, and people weren't any more interested. So... Black Panther is one of uh, the few instances you could think of where sort of this expansion of the category actually has functioned as intended. It's given an opening for a big popcorn movie to to be part of the nominating process uh, for Best Picture. So that's one thing. And the other thing about Black Panther, of course, is that it's sort of a huge cultural phenomenon. It's the first sort of... uh, big action popcorn movie that had uh, African-American characters front and center. Actually, not even African-American characters, African characters, but black characters in any case. And it was very, you know, culturally black in a way that very few big mainstream pictures have been. So it, me- it meant a lot, of big, big difference to a lot of people. You know, you and I were talking before this podcast about some of the surprises, and one that su- the thing you told me that surprised me is that Spike Lee is in for Best Director. That's not a surprise to me, but the fact that this is his first nomination? It is really odd. I mean, maybe, or maybe it's not so odd. 
Um, you know, there are, if you think about the kinds of movies that he made previously that might have been nominated, Do the Right Thing, which everybody kind of considers his classic now, was very controversial when that came out. That was, uh, you know, uh, there, were, there were people who were predicting riots and so on when that thing opened. And Malcolm X, which is, you know, just considered this, like, really great biopic now, was considered, you know, this very political statement. There were there was a lot of reason to sort of, uh, uh, well, not not a good reason, but reasons to uh, to snub him at the Oscars, or at least some people seem to think so. But I guess that, that caught me up short just because I'm a fan of his, and yeah, he's I had too. such a great body of work yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah, no, very, very innovative, interesting director, and, yeah. and a good writer, too. Yeah. Well, Jim, what else uh, surprised you about this year's nominees? Uh, well, one thing that I thought was kind of interesting was uh, I was looking at uh, The Favorite, which uh, is actually running neck and neck with Roma, as uh, they both have 10 nominations apiece. Wait, you mean The Favorite is not a favorite? The Favorite is a favorite. Is a favorite, okay. The Favorite absolutely is a favorite. The fav- well, The Favorite is, I mean, I guess one of two favorites. Um, okay, gotcha. But what's interesting to me about that, I thought, was that this is a uh, Best Picture nominee that is totally centered on women. And that oughtn't to be unusual, but it really kind of is. You know, there was a time back in the 30s and 40s when Hollywood movies were totally centered on women. You know, the the time of Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. I mean, there actually was a movie in 1939 called The Women that was all women. There were no men in it at all. So, and movies used to be sort of aimed at primarily, or largely, if not primarily, a, a, a female audience. And one of the things that's happened in more recent decades is that that's totally turned around, and now movies are all aimed at adolescent men. And that's why movies are just endless series of explosions and, you know, action. Well, these two things you're talking about may be related. I mean, comic book movies are all over the place, and they do seem, with a few certain exceptions... Like Wonder Woman. Like Wonder Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. There's Um, one of her out. Right. Um, They do seem aimed at young men. Yeah. Um, no wonder the women are having a hard time getting out front and center. In oh, it's, it's, abso- it's, it's, a, it's a really strange thing. One of the things that you notice that is so odd is if you go back over like the nominees, when Best Pictures are nominated and then Best Actors are nominated, almost invariably the Best Actors are nominated for their roles in those Best Pictures. When you look at the Best Actress category, almost always the actresses are nominated for these little boutique pictures that nobody saw. And the reason is because the big mainstream pictures hardly feature women. They feature women at best in supporting roles and sometimes hardly at all. So it's, a very, it's been very lopsided for many, many years. And I think, you know, I, I, you know it's, it's, it's kind of hard to take the temperature of Hollywood just on the basis of one film. But the fact that this one film, it's basically, you know, it's this love triangle. It's basically two ladies-in-waiting vying for the favors of Queen Anne in, of England in the uh, 18th century, you know, so it's it's a totally about you know women and the relationships of women to each other. The fact that that would be not only a Best Picture nominee but so far out front of all the other ones, you know, might be a good sign. Um, Interesting, but on the other hand, as they say, it doesn't sound like women directors did all that well. Women directors did terribly this year, considering like because there are a bunch of movies that were directed by women. You Were Never Really Here by Lynn Ramsey, Leave No Trace, Deborah Greenick. My gosh, uh, On the Basis of Sex, 
uh, which oh, you just saw, right? I just saw last night. Yeah. It's a great film. Um, that uh, Mimi, Mimi, Mimi Letter? Yeah, she directed that. And there are, there are a lot. There are like five or six, you know, movies that easily could have been nominated uh, for Best Director that were directed by women, and none of them were. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very odd, you know, as they say, like, one step forward, two steps back. And, of course, uh, another movie in the mix that is not about women per se, but has very strong women in the lead roles, uh, Roma. Is Roma, yes, which I and many, many people have not yet seen because it was a Netflix film and it's had very limited distribution in theaters. I suspect that's going to change in the next movie. I, I got Netflix so for all... Christmas this year on account of that movie. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Santa was very nice to you. Yes, he was. Yeah. But um, but I do want to see that movie. It sounds really good. That does sound pretty amazing. Yeah. And again, you know, that's that is one of two movies racing neck and neck. Also, less exclusively about women than the other one, but mainly about women. Uh, and again, two very strong actresses in the lead, both of whom were nominated. All right. Well, Jim, we'll watch with the anticipation for your stories on the Oscars. And listeners, be sure to get out there and see these movies. Yeah, I'll be watching in anticipation for the movies to show up at my local theater. <laughs> that would be good, too. Yeah. All right, folks, that's our program for today. Thank you for listening. So long.